Welcome to the Why Woman Podcast Show, a dynamic way for you to get the life and business success tips from industry leaders around the world who have been there and done that and are walking their walk. We know you're busy, so it's a fluff and puff-free zone so you get what you need to succeed quickly so you can implement it straight away. Your hosts today are Why Woman Shah Moore and Rani Pathaks. Warning women with weak bladders should not listen to our show, okay? Or don't operate heavy machinery. You've been warned, darlings. Let's go. Our guest today is the CEO of the Messenger Group, Lisa Messenger. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thanks, Shah. It's great to be here with you. Very excited. Oh, it's going to be a great interview. I'm really looking forward to this. But before we get stuck into it, I'd love to share with our listeners a little bit about your background. So Lisa Messenger is the vibrant, game-changing CEO of The Messenger Group, as well as founder and editor-in-chief of The Collective Magazine, an entrepreneurial lifestyle magazine distributed into over 37 countries with a mandate to disrupt, challenge and inspire. In addition, she has worked globally in events, sponsorship, marketing, PR and publishing. Lisa has authored and co-authored over a dozen books and become an authority in the startup scene and the Messenger Group has custom published more than 400 books for companies and individuals. Lisa charted her rollercoaster ride to success in best-selling book Daring and Disruptive, unleashing the entrepreneur and its sequel Life and Love, which reached number one on Booktopia. Lisa has just completed yet another book, Money and Mindfulness, which was released October this year. Adding to her collection of writing achievements, in early 2015, Lisa was invited to become a regular contributor to the Huffington Post, Telstra's Smarter Business Ideas, as well as the prestigious Australian newspaper, Sydney Morning Herald, for their executive style section online. Wow, Lisa, what an impressive bio. Well, more than that, I was just listening to your voice, Char, and I was thinking, God, you've got the most amazing radio voice. I was thinking, oh, get Char to do for me. It's incredible. Uh, Beautiful. So thank you. Oh, thank you. No, I'm just, I I love what I do and, you know, I'm living my why. But Lisa, before we get stuck into, you know, your topic today was the one about your latest trip to New York and having just come back from New York myself after winning the international award, it's my first trip there. It was incredible. I can't wait to chat to you about that. But I wouldn't be doing myself any any justice if I didn't ask, being the why woman and all, why do you do what you do and how does it impact the world in a positive way? (laughs) Well, I do what I do every single day. I've decided that my mandate absolutely unequivocally is to be an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs, living my life out loud and showing that anything's possible. Now, that has come about from many, many, many years of, (laughs) you know, business and um, personal development and all sorts of things. I started my first business 14 years ago and I've been through many iterations of various businesses and different things Mm -hmm. in my life and I realized that, um, you know, I was now at a point where it was really time to give back and Mm -hmm. also um, I have a very... Uh, not in an arrogant or egotistical way, but I now have an unwavering self-belief and a very strong confidence and sense of purpose. And I am 
by that I mean it was time to kind of do something that was much, much bigger than me and I could just use myself as a conduit to help others. And so that was kind of why the collective was born. <laughs> oh, that is just so beautiful. And it's interesting because we've had some incredible people on the show and we've got Ali Brown and uh, we've had, we just had chatted with Karen Jacobson, the GPS girl. We've got some beautiful people like yourself. And it's mm. interesting when, when I ask that question, many of you have a very, very similar outlook and view for why you're doing what you're doing. And it does, no one has ever said to me, I want to make lots of money, Shah. It's just never come up. And it's interesting because true entrepreneurs, typically, it's the last thing we chase is the dollar. It's all about how many people can I impact? How can I impact them? And you've, you've really just said it in the same way that they have, which really shows that, you know, you're, you're doing it with the right heart, which is why, you know, we carefully select people on this show because that's important for us. And, and I'm really glad you said it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and just to touch on that point, because you know I have just written a book called Money and Mindfulness, mm. and that um, topic was very purposeful because I could not care less mm. about money for money's sake. It holds absolutely no interest, and I can't stress that enough for me. Mm. But at the same time, and this probably sounds completely counterintuitive, I need lots of money. And oh, what yeah. one of my biggest messages now is that you know. Um, to actually make change and do good in this world, you know, you need platform and mm. money does provide platform. And so my point around that is that doing good in the world and having money do not need to be mutually exclusive, but it's um, it's a means, not an end for me. Do you know what I mean? So I talk mm -hmm. a lot about that philosophy and it's something that I'm very, very, very passionate about. If I just said I want to, you know, have money to buy, you know, a million dollar mm. yacht or a hundred million dollar yacht or whatever mm -hmm. the hell, um, it means nothing no. it actually means nothing but if I said I want to do it because this is going to make the change and I'm very clear about that mm. then it's a completely different proposition so I don't know how much you want to go into that if at all but yeah <laughs> my philosophy no, and that's gorgeous, Lisa. And it, and again, it's so true. Uh, you know, people chase money, as you said, for the money's sake. And that, as we know, it runs fast from you. But when you chase it for the right reasons, and again, if you have the capacity and are capable of making insane, incredible amounts of money, absolutely do it, but do something great with it. And that's that whole philanthropic yeah. side of, you know, why I'm opening my orphanage, why you're doing the things you're doing to give back. Because if you've got the capacity yeah. to make it, make it and share it. So one of the questions, Yep. I'd love to ask you, you know, uh, people look at yourself and uh, and I, I did when I started following you a few years ago, I think, oh, wow, fabulous, lots of courage, you're getting out there, you know, you're doing something that lots of people would like to, to do and sharing what you share with your message being so bold and different covers and, you know, having different covers going around the world for the same issue. It's just, it's bold stuff. And I guess listeners today would love to know, what are some of the common lies or myths that you have learnt over the years about achieving success in this entrepreneurial world today? Well, it's a really good question because the main reason that I started the collective was that I had been on the other side of the media for years and the media had asked me the same old questions, so I'd give them the same old answers, which was great for my spin and hype, mm. but it didn't empower anyone or actually help anyone because all it painted was this awesome picture about how awesome I was mm. and I could not be less interested in that story. And so <laughs> I decided to start the collective to share real stories um, that were attainable and relatable. 
So mm-hmm. if we did a story, for example, let's use Richard Branson, mm-hmm. it, you know, most media would write, well, so Richard Branson has done blah, 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 and mm-hmm. isn't he awesome and he has this many companies and this much turnover and it would be the big success story. And mm-hmm. what I wanted to do was strip behind and go, well, actually, this was the struggle and this is what he mm-hmm. had to overcome and this is why he did it. And it's the same for if you think about, um, let's use a makeup brand. Mm-hmm. Most media out there will talk about the color palette for the mm-hmm. season and the glossy effect it has on your skin. I'm going to swear. No, I won't. I'll hold myself back. <laughs> but I cannot give less of a slide <laughs> about that. What I'm interested in is, but why did they start the company? What was the driving passion? How did they do it? Where did they finance it? Where, who's behind it? How many countries is it in? Mm-hmm. And so what happened was the collective, I think, has become very relatable to people because mm-hmm. people go, oh, my God, that's it. Yeah. So in answer to your question, I think mm-hmm. the greatest myth about entrepreneurialism is that it is just this awesome journey. Mm-hmm. It's freaking awesome and it is the most fun you can have legally, but it also <laughs> is the most freaking hard thing you've yeah, ever right. on the entire planet. <laughs> and, I mean, far out. People mm-hmm. say to me, how do you do what you do? Because, I mean, my accountant, is, um, he was with PwC for 24 years. Mm. You know, that is a long time with Peter mm. And he says to me, in 24 years, he has never seen anyone take nearly anywhere near the risks that I have taken. <laughs> and the only way I can do it is um, because, you know, people say to me, oh, well, stuff must happen. How do you mm. keep going? Well, the reality is if I let things come at me on a daily basis and I let them cripple me, I would be permanently catatonic in a ball on the floor, unable to move. Like, you know, that is the weight of what comes at me every single day. And what I have had to learn, which is an absolute imperative for entrepreneurs, Mm. is how to deflect that, how to detach from outcome and how to not attach to specific energies. Because the bigger we get, it doesn't get easier. Like, Mm. it's just that I used to have one hard thing come at me a month. Now I probably have a hundred hard things that come at me a day. Mm. So it's not easier. It's no. just that I have equipped myself with the tools to move forward. So I think that, mm. you know, if people think they're going into this because it's mm. fun and it's mm. easy, then back away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a U-turn real quickly. Yeah. And it's so true. You know, we, we all have these journeys and stories and, uh, you know, myself, no one is, is exempt from it. And I think that's the thing. They see no. the beautiful lipstick and the beautiful clothes or the, you know, the successful, but they don't see what goes on uh, behind the scenes and I shared a bit of it in my first book uh, from Broke to BMW because people again go wow you're so successful you do mm. on a minute let me tell you what actually happened and before you were saying you know yeah. you get to behind the scenes within a company and find out why they started you speak in my language honey I'm the why woman it's all for me around the why if people would you know I'm, I'm on this global mission to change conversations be it in business or any arena start your conversation with someone new based on hey why do you do what you do don't go straight for the what the what goes straight to our headspace Mm. it goes straight to elevator pitch it goes straight to hey let me sell to you when you ask someone hey Lisa Mm. why do you do what you do why do you get out of bed every day why do you deflect and deal with these hundred big challenges a day you've got a big mission to inspire the globe through the change and be disruptive and and I'd rather hear that story than tell me what you do it's that's a bit of a yawn fest because our what we're just yeah 
So it's very interesting that you say that that's kind of the message behind it because that really, I believe, is is the way forward and clearly why you're so successful. Um, one of the things that Thank I'd like you. to explore today is if there's one specific roadblock that you've come about, and I know that you have a lot of them come up, but there must have been one on your journey. If you could share with our listeners one big one that kind of knocked you for six in the business arena, what was it and how did you overcome? What was the thing that got you back up off the bathroom floor and just sort of went right I've got to keep going <laughs> they're daily and I have that in a sec but if I can I just want to touch on you because um, you know I love what you're doing and I get asked you know hundreds of questions every week across multiple platforms and the one thing I say every single day is every single morning I get out of bed and I ask myself why because it's very easy and so I love and I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you for your work because it's the most it's the single most imperative question on the planet I think because it's very easy um, and I notice this every day like I started the collective to be an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs I didn't even think about being an editor right Mm. like it didn't even come (laughs) into my thing and so the weird thing about this is I started it to really help and empower people but what happens is because I'm an editor I get invited to all these mm. you know red carpet events and blah 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 and I go and so it would be easy to get carried away with that yes. and that is not my why like no. I turn up occasionally mm. because I do mm. and it's part of what I need to do now but it's not my why and so I think it's some I think what you're doing like it is the most important question because I see mm. so many people get on a journey of success or whatever mm. else and then suddenly they forget their way and they forget what they're doing mm-hmm. for and they get caught up in the hype and the ego and everything mm-hmm. else and then mm-hmm. it's lost. They live on anyway, the treadmill of life. <laughs> <laughs> they're on that yeah, treadmill yeah, of life yeah. and, and I talk about that when I speak on stage and, and I ask people to look honestly yeah. in the mirror and, and can they honestly answer that they're not living their life on a treadmill every day, Monday to Friday, going back and doing the same thing on the weekend to get ready for another week they hate. And if they can honestly say yeah. they're not living that life, then they're living their why. But no one puts their hand up and that's a sad situation yeah. which is one on, on a massive global mission to change. Yeah, well, good, and and um, kudos to you. I just wanted to acknowledge that. Okay, now Thank back you. to your actual question, yes. <laughs> which was around um, roadblocks. Yeah, and yes, roadblocks. Really correct. <laughs> so, hmm, I can answer this from so many different angles, but I guess it's a very simple answer for me, and that is one of cash flow. Now, that is a cliche, and it's probably cliche for a reason, but. When you're building something, and I'll just paint the picture, and I guess for the listeners, if they take what um, resonates with them, because it's mm. you know different for every industry, although there are parallels. But here's the scenario: I started the collective as a print magazine two and a half years ago. I started it with three staff, all under the age of 25, none of whom had ever worked for a magazine before, in mm. an industry where people said it was either dead or dying, mm. and I was going into a market, so Australia is one of 37 markets we're now in, mm. um, where there were over 5,500 existing print magazines. Mm. So I was going into something which was, um, you know, I had no credibility, mm. I had no staff who knew what they're doing and I had no money. So <laughs> really interesting proposition. So blind leading the blind. Around, yeah, and you know, naivety can be an amazing thing oh, and I talk absolutely. a lot about that mm. journey in my book, Daring and Disruptive. But mm. the point around that is 
just to paint the picture about kind of anything's possible, which is mm -hmm. what I'm all about. The print magazine in Australia alone cost me now over $350,000 a month just mm -hmm. to put that out. Yeah. So from a cash flow perspective, um, that's been really interesting mm -hmm. in terms of, um, you know, trying to every single day and, and to put that in perspective, most print magazines, their revenue model is that they sell a flat ad on a page for let's call it $8,000. That's mm. what our page rate is. Mm. Now, if you divide $350,000 and divide it by eight and say mm. you have to discount it to $5,000, mm. well, what's 350 divided by, I don't know, <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a 70 lot. or something. <laughs> flat ads that you have to sell every issue mm. just to break even. Mm. So that was never going to work for me. So mm. I have had to look and be purposefully counterintuitive continuously. And I now have about 18 different revenue streams and mm. I've had to really shake up the traditional model and go, well, I'm not going after that. Mm. But it still means every single day I have got to get my hustle on like mm -hmm. there is no tomorrow mm. because I've got to be out there brokering deals and thinking mm. differently and thinking about more currencies than cash and all that mm. kind of thing. So, I mean, cash could cripple me and I think that's mm. what stops so many people from going into their own ventures is they think, well, I don't have the finances mm. and you know, there's all sorts of self-sabotage around that. And so, I mean, that's another reason I wrote the book Money and Mindfulness mm. was to overcome a lot of the misconceptions and, you know, predisposition about mm. money and all that kind of thing. So, Perfect. Yeah, cash. Cash is the thing that I think about a lot. <laughs> mm, yeah, perfect, Lisa. You know, it's interesting. I think summarising what you've just said, it's it comes back to you're one of those chicks out there in the globe finding a way and no is just not going to suit you. Mm. And, and I think that just because it's no. been done before in the industry, one thing that you've kind of gone is just because it's been done doesn't mean I'm going to take that forward. And it's about let's find a better way, let's let's find a way. And I think that that's a great message for listeners out there as you're listening to all these incredible people on the show, listen to what they're saying. Lisa's just said that doesn't need to be just because you don't have a bank account full. I don't know any entrepreneur. I started with about $18 in my bank account when I started my business. And, and I know lots of entrepreneurs that start with the same and sometimes they're in the and they've borrowed off their children or their mums or you just find a way if you believe in your gut that and this idea keeps you awake at night, you've got to get it out there. So just find a way to make it happen. Uh, Lisa, I'd love to ask you what's yeah. been one of your best marketing strategies because you know marketing now with social media I, I just feel that you know I'm a mentor as well and I find so many clients get so bogged down and 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 frozen in a way because there's so many strategies to market now and they feel that they've got to be on every social media platform and doing everything here there and tweeting and pinteresting and blah 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 and it's like they actually get to a stage where they paralyze themselves so be curious to know what, mm. what good marketing strategy you're seeing out there now that some of our business you know listeners could benefit from yeah so I always say I mean I always start from find like my I mean I've been banging on about this for probably 20 years god mm. that makes me sound old but at least 20 <laughs> what, no you were four when um, you started banging on about it come on <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. so my thing is always about I love you um about finding like-minded non-competing brands to share similar customer profiles mm. um that is the fastest way to market and that's what I um touched on before which is mm. about that there is more than one currency, that cash isn't the only currency. Alliance, so baby. That, mm. Yeah, 
Yeah, totally. So uh, one of the biggest ways that we've grown the collective is we identified early on, you know, who are those like-minded non-competing brands that have really large databases, um, you know, and then I looked at what's our currency, what can we trade in exchange for them amplifying our message and, you know, one of my currencies is content. So, mm. you know, so we've just done deals, 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 deals. I have now three full-time people so I now have a full-time staff of 24 but three of them just purely work on non-monetary relationships mm. and then I have like six people who work on monetary deals but <laughs> three of my team just work on identifying non-monetary partnerships mm. and so that's been one of the biggest things mm -hmm. and the second thing I would say is you know you've got to have an extraordinary product that mm. a community relates to but mm. everyone wants a sense of belonging so if you give them a reason to belong like I say I own the collective 100% still mm. um, but I don't own it I always say I don't own it it's mm. our community who owns yes. it and yes. so but I don't just say it I believe it and I know it to be true and so mm. whilst ever I have that attitude what it means is that our community love it so much that they keep sharing the cover and amplifying mm -hmm. the message and telling mm -hmm. everyone about it. And I give them that sense of belonging and ownership and I empower them to carry the message. So that's, I guess, two tips. I could go on and on because mm -hmm. I am a marketer first and foremost <laughs> above everything else. But, um, yeah, so find like-minded, non-competing brands mm -hmm. um, to partner with and then give your community a sense of belonging and let them amplify the message. Beautiful, nicely put and great strategies <laughs> and tips and actually one of them, well, both of them I've used. I opened a spa in the desert in the Middle East and, and again, that whole alliance model uh, was incredibly, yep. incredibly successful for me uh, to be able to attract the royal families and, and all the other people that we had coming to the spa. It was through that and it's sometimes, you know, people go, I'm going to do this all by myself and it's ego-based. Why the hell would you want to when there's people out there who have got a similar avatar client base to you and a similar passion to help their clients be all they can be in whatever whatever you know modality that is why wouldn't you partner mm. with them and all work together and link arms and go for it so it's interesting you just sort of verify the same sort of thing but um I've got to say Lisa that and I love sorry no oh. go 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 I'm just I'm just laughing at you I'm sitting here listening to you and I think god how fabulous how many people do you sit here listening to and you're like and then when I started this bar in the middle of the desert and the royal family I'm like all right, just like so many things in that statement were just like that's you know you're a cool chick <laughs> uh, takes one to know what can I say uh, but I must say that I'm actually sitting um, next to Rani Pataks here and uh, she's been holding her breath to talk to you and she's starting to turn blue so give me half a second she's got something she wants to ask you one second okay Oh, namaste, Mrs. Messenger. Hello. Can I call you Messenger or Lisa? <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. Oh, darling, maybe we need to have an off-air conversation, huh? Oh, I see. We're going there. Oh, we're going there, darling. Indians, we like to keep it hot and fast. <laughs> Look, my name is Rani. Firstly, I need to know, do you have a message for me? A message for you? Yes, you know. Kind of oh, like a, sort of I need to stare at a crystal ball message? Oh, you can give me any message, darling. I take any message from you you like. Hmm, what's coming to me Okay, you think, you think, 
I'll keep talking and you keep thinking. So collectively, I believe your message is very aligned with mine, actually. Did you know that? No. Let me tell you. Yes, my message is to encourage more people to change the way they think about curry, step outside of their comfort zone and spice things up. <laughs> well, it sounds like we're very, very aligned. Oh, you know, some people just put a little bit of chili in their life and everything little bit. They're so careful. Oh, my God, I just want to get in their kitchen, teach them how to make proper vindaloon and spoon the chili in. <laughs> sounds like we get them very, very well. I feel like my entire life is filled with spoons of chili. Oh, it's the only way, only way. Keep you up on the toilet at night time. That's the only problem, no? Ah, uh, yeah, don't seem to have that problem. Oh, <laughs> girl, after my own heart. Oh, look, I like to keep things real, you know. I don't believe anyone should have secret. I'm also on a mission to change the world one papadam at a time. Oh, beautiful. Well, if that's what it takes, then go you. Now tell me, I love cooking food. Oh, I love eating food as well, but that's a different story. What is your favorite Indian food? <gasps> I would have to say I am a butter chicken girl. Is that oh, really boring? It doesn't have a lot of spice in it, Butter it? <laughs> chicken. I must come to your place and cook you my special butter chicken recipe. Oh, beautiful. I would love you. And darling, tell me, do you like it hot? I like it hot, yes. Are we talking about curry or something else? <laughs> I will leave that to your imagination. Oh, dear, that's a very, very dangerous decision. You must check my imagination. <laughs> now, tell me, does your magazine collective, does it have a spicy Indian section? No, do you know what? It doesn't. And I've had many, many people offer me. I've had someone email me recently saying she just must be my cheese editor. I'm not sure we need a cheese section in the magazine. But no, to date, I do not have a specific curry section, but I would definitely consider it. We must talk. And maybe you need people to write in and ask Rani question. I'm very worldly. I have a lot of experience with cooking curry. You can have a section. People can write the letter. Maybe we talk offline. I get my people talk to your people, hey? Yes, get your people to talk to my people. It sounds like a good plan. I think it's awesome. Look, lovely, darling, talking to you. I must let Shah finish her interview. She's looking at me very angrily. Goodbye. Namaste, darling. <laughs> Thanks, Roddy. Namaste. All right, Lisa, sorry about that. She just, if I don't do it, she passes out and it's just a big mess. So um, as, <laughs> we're wrapping up the yeah, show. Sorry. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> She has a great attitude. She loves living life and she the only thing is she can be a little bit too sharing sometimes, so I have to pull her back. Yeah, she had the overshare on the old bathroom tendencies, didn't she? But that's okay. Oh, look, <laughs> it real, what can I say? Um, Lisa, just tell me, you know, what's um, if you could, you know, sometimes people look at, again, people like yourself and you're out there really blazing a trail and, and, and again, they don't see all these challenges that you face on a daily basis. They see all the good stuff, but they don't obviously see all the things that are happening behind the scenes. And if you could look back at yourself and, and 
tell something to your younger self now that you've lived a bit of life and you're doing these incredible things what's a message that you could summarize to your younger self which of course will inspire other younger listeners well it's always got to be anything's possible mm. um because i truly not only believe that to be true but i know that to be true in every single cell in my body now um and the fortunate position that i'm in with the collective means that i get to meet you know some of the um, biggest and most successful people from all over the planet and the one thing i will say the more and more i meet them the more i realize they're just like us you know, they all have the same fears, the yeah. same stuff going on, the same self-sabotage, the same whatever, whatever. Um, mm. And, you know, the only difference between these people who are really doing something and people who aren't is they're just prepared to get out there and be tenacious and back themselves. But, yeah, I know that absolutely anything is possible. And, you know, so if, if something's holding you back, well, I dare say it is only yourself. So get out of your own way. <laughs> yeah, very much. That's a great point. I know lots of people will get a lot from that. So, Lisa, I know everyone is going to love, love, love um, our chat today. So how can they find you? What's the best way for them to connect with you and find out about the magazine? So I am Lisa Messenger or Collective and or Collective Hub across mm -hmm. all channels, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram is my main channel and uh, collectivehub.com is our website. Uh, yeah, and the mag's in oh, everywhere pretty much. <laughs> yes, I see it yeah. everywhere I go and think, oh, I know her. <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous. And we will also put the details on our We Have a Why Woman uh, podcast show Facebook page, which if you get a second you can like. We'll have our guests, uh, listeners from the day, actually um, come back with some feedback and questions and let us know what they thought about the show. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely let you know when the show is coming out. But thank you so much for your time today on the show. We'd love to catch up with you again as a guest in the future and you can tell us what other brave and exciting things you're up to. But really, thank you so much for your time today, Lisa, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed our chat. Yeah, thanks so much, Shah. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. We know you will want to join in on the live conversation about today's incredible show. So come on over to our Facebook page, Why Woman Podcast Show, and let's chat. Listen to an episode you've missed by visiting shahmore.com.au. Until next time, remember, find and live your why today. It's your life your purpose.